Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. It's so good to be back with you guys. Uh, I love Larry and Krista. Anyone else? That was a good... Wow! I hope you're more responsive to the Holy Spirit. They're awesome people. I love them dearly. And thanks again for having me back with you guys. I've got little time and much that I want to download, so I want to keep on flowing. Uh, apologies for my precious wife, Sally. She's going to be here, but she's been really unwell. And so, again, this morning, not feeling great. So, hey, why don't we just send a word of healing to her right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that you care about Sally, and we just release the healing power of God to come upon her. Right now, for everyone else in this room, if you just need a touch from God, right now receive. Father, I release healing where healing is needed. Lord, Lord, for people's minds and emotions, I I speak the peace of God in Jesus' name. For those that are in relational challenges, Father, I pray for reconciliation. I pray for a moving on the Spirit. For those that feel like they are in a dark season, Father, I pray, Lord, and I release the light in Jesus' name. God, we thank you that you are all-powerful, that you are all knowing, Father God, that there is nothing too difficult for our God. And in a moment, hmm, you can do amazing things. So we release that right now in Jesus' name. Uh, In Jesus' name. I want to encourage you to lean forward in your hearts and in your posture. And I want to get right into it. I want to talk about me. I want to talk about God. And I've got something very clearly as a prophetic word for you as a church and also for you as individuals. But before I get there, Again, I want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, and that is to lean into the, the uh, words of the first song that we sang. And we said, holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. How many people know that? How many people have read that in your Bible? How many people can state that truth? Anyone? Holy, there is no one like you. And here's what I want to say, and those that follow me, I'm believing in you, 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 you. This is going to be just leaning into this a bit, but I, I, I need you to get this. I was going to do this at the end, but Holy Spirit, again, it's just whispered to me in worship, said, no, you need to flip it around, and you need to do it now. Can I encourage you to be people that change plans if God says change plans? Sometimes we think if God speaks, then we need to just do that and let's not deviate to the left or the right. I, I want to encourage you, don't deviate into the left or to the right when God speaks unless God says something else. But God wouldn't do that. Really? Abraham, take your son, your only son, Isaac, who you love. Take him up a mountain and kill him. Okay, God, I will do what you say. He goes up a mountain. Now, the God that said sacrifice and said, now stop, I've changed my instruction. How many people are glad that Abraham actually didn't say, no, that can't be God because God has already said something. Don't tell me God doesn't change instructions. Because he wants to know, are you still listening? Are you still listening? Are you still, those who live by the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit, Galatians 5.25. And be ready for God to change instructions. That's a word for someone in this room right now. But God has said and it hasn't been fulfilled yet. That's great. That's great. That's great. But the God who spoke initially may be still speaking and he may ask you to stop something before it is fulfilled. Anyone alive? And I, and I want to lean into this holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. And I feel that the, how, it's so important to hear what God is saying. 
We live in a world that screams loudly. Anyone live in a world that screams loudly? But we're not of this world, right? We need to be people who hear what God is saying. But God is really showing me that while hearing, faith comes by hearing. Is that what the Bible says? Romans 10, 70, faith comes by hearing. We need to be people that say, we know what God has said. We know what God has said. We need to be people that are hearing. Notice it says faith comes by hearing, not faith comes from having heard. It's a present tense, not a past tense. And some of us are living on a past tense. And God says, no, faith comes from hearing. Are you still hearing? Are you still hearing? Abraham, aren't you glad that he didn't live by faith comes from having heard, but faith comes by hearing? And, there's, and faith comes by hearing, but God is showing me that fulfillment comes from seeing. Faith comes from, how many people have heard something, you go, yay, 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 in your spirit, something in you leaps with joy, and you go, yes, come on, we can do that. And then fast, you, faith has been stirred. Fast forward five days, fast forward three months, and we haven't stepped into it, nothing's changed. Is that only me, or has that been anyone else? What, let me ask you a question. Was the problem that you didn't hear? Well, you didn't hear what God said? No, no, we heard, but we didn't see what God said, the way that God wanted us to see. And in this song, opening song, Larry, holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. You mean open up my ears? No, open up my eyes. Show me. You mean... Say to me, speak to me. No, show me who you are. We have all read, we all know, we all know the truth that God is holy, that God is righteous. We all know that He is everywhere, that He is all power. Do, do we not know that? We know what God has said. But where something shifts in our life is not knowing what God has said. It's actually seeing what God has said as He wants us to see. How many people can quote the Bible but living so far back from the fullness of what God intends? Yet they can tell you what God has said. Sometimes with prophetic words, you've had prophetic words and we're living in a shadow of the prophetic word. Yet we can say exactly what God has said, but we haven't seen what God has said. The way that God wanted to see it. Jesus said to his disciples when they had 5,000, you feed them. Did they hear what Jesus said? Yes, but they didn't see what Jesus said, how Father wanted them to see Him. Like they saw their lack. They didn't see that this was an opportunity for a miracle. And God says, I want to use you. God said to Moses, my people, I've heard their cry. I want to send you to deliver them. Um, and there are going to be signs and wonders. Man, this is, just get this. There's a burning bush. There's an encounter with God. And God is speaking so clearly. And Moses is hearing so clearly at the burning bush. Then he says, now throw down the stick. And when he threw down the stick, it became a snake. Now pick it up. So we've got signs and wonders. We've got an encounter with God. We've got God speaking clearly. You'd think anyone would go, okay, I'm in, I'm in. He opens his mouth and goes, no, I can't do do that, choose someone else. Let me ask you, did he have, was his problem that he didn't hear? He heard. But he didn't see what God said, how God wanted him to see it. And that is the same with Gideon. And it's the same with Jeremiah. 
And it's the same with you and it's the same with me so many times. It's even the same with Abram, the father of faith. In Abram 15, it talks about the fact that God says you're blessed and, and I'm going to bless you. And, and he turns around and says, how can that be? I'm hearing you clearly, but let me tell you my reality. Let me tell you my reality. I don't have a son. I've only got a slave child. So it's not possible. And God said, come outside. Look up. Look up. Look up. I need to show you something. I need you to give you a picture of what I've said so that you can see. Can you count the stars? Oh, and when he got a picture of what God has said, when he saw what God has said, then it says, then Abraham believed and it was credited to him as righteousness. Faith comes from hearing. We go, yes, God, but fulfillment comes when we see what God says as God wanted us to say. Some of us are in a place right now where we're in a place of barrenness, a place of difficulty, a place of darkness, not because we haven't heard what God has said, but because we self-interpreted it. Because we interpret it through our reality. And we got to say, God, I know what you said, but I'm not seeing it right yet. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Show me who you are. Not tell me who you are. But come on. The, 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 the Apostle Paul, before he was an apostle, he was Saul. He had heard about Jesus. He had heard about the works. He had heard what the followers of the way. When did he change? When he had an encounter and he saw him on the road to Damascus. Something shifts when we see. And so my prayer in this day and age is not God, just help me to hear. Because he, he, don't get me wrong, but let me just, I'm just going to keep on going. I believe for most believers, hearing from God is relatively easy. You must say, no, I don't hear from him. Have you picked up your Bible? Have you read your Bible? You, you do hear what he says. You might not hear it in neon signs. You know what I hear it screaming. You, you, some of us have misinterpreted what this hearing God is all about. It's not just that you always hear an audible voice like you're hearing my voice now. You have an impression. You read something and go, that's the truth. Jesus said it. It's the truth. He is the truth. Come on. We know what the Bible says. See, I know what the Bible says. It says the peace of God will guard my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I know what it says. I know it says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I know that the Bible says that God has given me authority over all the enemy's power. I can submit to God, resist the devil. He's got to flee. Does anyone know these? So we know what God has said. Am I making sense? That's not the problem. In the, and for most of us right now, is not that we don't know what God has said. It's that we don't see what God has said as God wants us to see it. Something shifts. Fulfillment. We step into fulfillment when we see what God says. And when you start to see this, it's all through the Bible in Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk, man, we all in church quote and write down Habakkuk 2 verse 2. Write down the revelation, make it plain. And we all think that's about what God has said. It's not what God has said. Revelation, oh, can I, can I just, can I give you a bit of theology for a second? Is that all right? So far, this is nothing that I intended to say. Uh, revelation uh, is not what God has said, it is what God shows. Wisdom is what God says. And that's why it says in Ephesians 1.17, I keep on asking the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, that He may give you the spirit of wisdom, what God has said, and revelation, what God shows you, so that you might know Him better. And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, the eyes of your heart, the eyes, not your ears, your eyes of your heart may be enlightened so you may know the hope of your calling. Because here is the truth. We know the hope of our calling. We know what God has said. My plans are to prosper you, not to 
harm you, to give you hope in the future. That come on, and all things God is working for the good of those. We know what God has said, but I need the eyes of your heart to be enlightened. I need you to see what I said as I want you to see it, because right now you're seeing your reality. And we look at God and go, God, you're not seeing it clearly. That's exactly what the disciples did. You're not seeing it clearly. We've got five loaves and two fish. That's what Gideon said. I'm the least of the least. You're not seeing this clearly, God. That's what Moses said. I study. You're not seeing this clearly, God. That's what Jeremiah said. I'm only young. You're not seeing this, God. And it's what I've said so much of my life. God, you're not seeing this because you don't see my anxiety. You don't see my fear. You don't see my doubt. Come on, anyone? And God wants to come and show us. Open our eyes that we may see. Open our eyes that we must see. And revelation is what God shows us about what God has said. There's a cry in my heart. Maybe you're picking it up. God, I know what you said. God, would you, Lord, would you, would you please pull back the veil so I can see what you said? I can quote it. I can quote you. I can quote you word for word, God. But so many times I'm, I'm not living in the fulfillment of it because I need to see it. I've heard it, God. I've heard it. I've heard it, but I need to see it. And the Bible says that in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, it says that, this is what it says, and I will stand, this is Habakkuk talking to God, I will stand at my watch and I will station myself on the ramparts, the watchtower. Listen to this. This is what the Bible says. And I will look to see what God will say to me. You mean I will listen to hear because you don't see what someone says, you hear. Hmm. He says, I need, he goes, I know I'm going to hear you speak. But I don't want to be off and running and then just interpret that and then get five years down the track and go, oh my gosh, I heard God. But man, I, I thought it was going to look like this. I didn't take the time to say, God, what does it actually look like? Many of us, come on, I just feel the spirit of God on me right now. You know what God has said. But we have not taken the time to say, God, am I seeing that correctly? Many times as a church, we, we go, okay, God said, I want you to do this. And we so many times get off and running before we go, okay, God, we know what you said. You said this. Okay, God, what does that look like? That's why it says, write down the revelation. That's not what I heard. It's what I saw about what you said. You see this all through the Bible. Do you know that Jesus was successful? He has that prophetic life that, that we just heard about. That from Christ, that the prophetic life was not because he heard what God he did. I used to always say that Jesus only did what he heard his father say. You know, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible actually says that Jesus, Jesus saying this, he says, I only do what I see my father doing. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Are you hearing the difference between hearing and seeing? I'm a prophet. I'm all about hearing God. But I realize it's actually all about seeing what God has said. Because the hearing this, I'm going to, that's almost easy. I'm walking from God. God speaks something. How many times do I hear and then just automatically? God, I need to see it. I need to see it. You've spoken. I want you to do this. Okay, what does that look like? I will look to see what you will say to me. I'm praying a prayer a lot at the moment. God opened my eyes to see. You know Isaiah? 
He was a man of God. In chapter 6, it says, And the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And it starts to paint this picture of how glorious the picture was that he saw of God and he fell down. He probably heard, come on, he probably heard forever how majestic and holy God is. John, who was Jesus' closest friend and disciple, the one who reclined upon him at the Last Supper, who was the one that Jesus loved, and to the point that even if others had questions like Peter, he would actually ask John to ask because he knew how close he was. And yet this John in Revelation 1, when he saw him now as he is, he fell at his feet as though he's dead. Something happens when we see God. That's why it's opened the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you high and lifted up because I know you're high and lifted up. I can tell you. I can tell you what the Bible says. We have non-Christians who can tell us clearly what God says. But it's the revelation to see what God says as God sees it. You know what? Jesus moved in the powerful word of knowledge with the, at the well with the Samaritan woman. Because he saw her as Father sees her. And that released the gifts to flow. We need to have people that see and the gifts follow. Praise God. And just get them breathe, relax. Praise God. Father. Even before I speak, because what I'm about to speak, I realize we could easily say, okay, I've heard that, and then interpret it wrong to our lives and end up in condemnation rather than release. So if there's anyone that is now upon that platform ready to say, God, okay, I need to hear what you're about to say, but I actually need to see it. I need to see it how you need me to see it in my life and in this church, in this church. Can I have some people stirred up in the Holy Ghost right now? Father, we are ready to see. God, open our eyes 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 to see, we pray. Lord, you're about to speak. We know we're going to hear. We're probably about to go out here and say, well, this is what God said. That's cool. And some, Lord, the reality is our, our history shows that many times we can repeat what you said, and it has little effect on our lives because, Lord, we need to see it. And so, God, we ask you to help us to see it. And everyone that's hungry said amen. Uh, I'm just going to release this because I felt it, Larry. Um, driving, I felt God say, I see you involved in an academy for the creative arts. I see you involved in an academy for the creative arts. And I got the word collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. And I felt prompted to look at the definition of the word academy. And academy, it's, you know, place of learning, all that sort of stuff. And as I'm reading down, I start reading this definition that says, in England, an inner city school, and I just skipped past it, thought, no, no. And God, Holy Spirit said, you go back and read that. And this is what it says, in England, an inner city school, which is funded by the government, and someone, and sometimes also by a private individual or organization, but it is not controlled by the local government. 
There's something in that for this church moving forward. That there is something, uh, the, the academy, there's creative arts involved in that, that is a collaboration but not controlled by. This is a word, whether it means something now or coming up. God says you can partner but not be controlled by. Is that cool? Praise God. Praise God. Uh, is there a Heather here? Oh, a Heather? Or a Heather that someone in your life is, is a significant Heather? Yes? A Heather? Um, I'll tell you the, the word I felt, and you tell me if you feel this applies to her. Uh, I, I saw her holding a young child, and I was drawn towards her ability to nurture and to build. And I saw an obvious evidence of natural abilities and spiritual gifts. And this is a time that Father actually wants to release greater on that person today. And here's the thing. Many times, like the Gideon, like everything we've said, we might not see it straight up. But it's, who, who is it in your – it's your mum, Okay. Well, I want to release it, Father, in Jesus' name, that this is a time because I, I release on her life the greater, the greater, the greater in Jesus' name. Just before I move on, this is an interesting one, but I, I'm going to just say it quickly because it came to me. Um, God brought the word Zerubbabel, which is not a word that he brings to my mind often. In fact, I don't think he's ever brought It's like, a, okay, he's in the Bible somewhere. Um, but God just said this, there's someone here where Zerubbabel is significant in your life. And this is the phrase I got, and, and then I had a bit of a look at about a, a, re, a rebuilder of what God has authored. And when I went and looked, it was, he was involved in bringing the exiles out and rebuilding the foundation of the second temple. And so there's someone here. Is there someone here that as I say that, there's something leaps within you that there's a either the word, the name Zerubbabel, or from a biblical perspective that you feel there's a holy call to rebuild some of those things that God has authored that. Is, is there anyone that, that I say that and something leaps within you, something means something to you? Krista, Larry. Okay. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, I believe this is a prophetic declaration uh, because it's on Father's agenda, so therefore we need to see this. Again, a rebuilder of what God has authored. A rebuilder of what God has authored. Notice it's not about building what we author, it's about rebuilding what God has authored. So, Father, for these uh, precious people right now, I cry out that you open your, uh, their eyes to see what that actually looks like from your intention. I, I want to give you guys a, an encouragement. Number one, it's on Father's radar, so be released and run with it. But number two, there's a holy warning to ensure that it is Father-initiated, not frustration-initiated. Because there's too many people trying to rebuild something out of frustration and needs to be out of the Father's leading. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Praise God. Well, in the three hours we've got left, I just want to download the um, statement. And I might need some more of water. Here's the statement. Are you ready for me to just let loose just for a little bit longer? 
Good. Those four people, you and me, let's do this right now. Thank you, brother. So clear as I was praying for you guys, uh, just actually, actually nowadays, I'll just be honest with you, most of the time it's not me praying for you guys. It's me just walking with Father in the Word for myself, walking down the bike path and join and just worshipping Father, and he just drops something into my spirit and then says it's for that church, it's for that person. So which is really, really cool because I'm not seeking God for you. That might upset some of you. But we've got to make sure we're not using God huh, to hear. For, you know, God does respond to our prayers, but his greatest thing is his, our relationship with him. And when we walk with him just to be with him, I'm just, <laughs> I don't want to, uh, I'm just going to say it anyway. Um, it, it really does take the pressure of preparing right down when my focus is not on preparing and, okay, I need a couple of days. I mean, I just need a, I need a craft, this thing I need. A, uh, oh, sometimes it's pointless because I never get to what I've got anyway. And, and if the focus is on Father, I want to be with you, and then he just whispers and he just whispers and he shows you something and you just jot that down, that's a lot less striving. It's a lot less striving. And so I'm out walking with Father, and he just said the statement so clearly, and it says for the Casey City Church, and he says, now is not the time for retreating, but for advancing. Now is not the time for retreating, but for advancing. And so I'm going to download. I've got a bit to download, so I'm going to probably try and do it reasonably quickly and leave it for you to lean in. But I need to say right from the outset, as I say that, don't default to what you think that means. Don't shut off because, no, this is not the time for me to advance. This is time for me to just sit and rest. Don't shut off because as you're going to see, if Father has said this is the time for you to rest, that is advancing. Now, that's what I'm saying from the start. I need you to lean in. I know you guys. Father spoke to me before, and I just need to release it over you. And that is that. And I know some natural things, although we haven't caught up for a while, but it just so clearly, and I feel prophetically, I've got to release it. And God says, I'm bringing you into a season of flourishing. Is that all right to release that over you? Will you accept that? Father, right now, we release over this precious couple, Lord, the flourishing of God. This is a season to flourish. And again, Father, help them to see what that looks like because <laughs> it doesn't always look how we think it looks. Amen. Amen. Can you see, and I'm not intending to, but everything I'm saying, how we can default to I know what that looks like? I know what that looks like? We've got to be slow to self-interpret what God has said. We need God to show us. So let me lean into this. Now is not the time for retreating but for advancing. The word retreat means to move back or withdraw. God says now is not the time to move back. Now is not the time to withdraw. Uh, it means to change one's mind or plans as a result of criticism or difficulty. Come on, some of you just need to let me just speak into your spirits. I don't know your world, but God does. And he says, now is not the time. And as a church in different situations, now the time is not the time to move back, to withdraw, 
to change your mind, to change your plans as a result of criticism or difficulty. Now, I'm going to say something you have to bring context in a moment, so I need you to stay with me. Because I believe with all my heart that the enemy has tried to intimidate some of you. And he, uh, God sent me here to remind you that that enemy that is trying to intimidate you is a defeated foe. He is defeated. And he has no power in your life. It's not the time to retreat, but it is the time to advance. Advance means to move forward in a purposeful way. It doesn't mean to move forward. It means to move forward in a purposeful way, a, a way that is full of purpose. And I want to talk about that. Advance also means to move forward in time, to move something forward in time. You know, when you advance something, it's changed the date of an event so it can occur earlier than had planned. And as I read that part then, um, Larry, Krista, I felt for you as a church, I went back and I could show you my notes. Father went back and said, highlight that so it's bolded in my thing. Because there is something coming up that you guys have been talking about, you have planned about, and you go, this is when it's going to happen. And God's going to come and say, no, I want to bring that forward. I want to advance that. And there's some of you personally, you know a word from God and you have said, okay, that's going to be here. Be prepared for God to advance it. Okay? So I release that to you. Advance also means to make or cause to make progress. To make or cause to make progress. And as I read that, um, Holy Spirit stopped me and said, there's two statements in there. So I looked at it. It says to make or cause to make progress. And he said to make progress is about you making progress. And to cause to make progress is about you empowering others to make progress. And I, I believe God is calling us to be people that make progress and us to be people that empower others to make progress. Um, so four things about advancing. This is not the time for retreating, but for advancing. God says advance in the right direction. Everyone say the right direction. Advance in the right direction. I want to honor our time, so I want to move through this. I'm going to plant the seeds, and then you guys can uh, marinated in it, you guys can get the recording, you guys can go over there. But making progress in the wrong direction is not advancing. God says make advancing in the right direction. Many people in life are making great progress, but if it's not in the right direction, then it's not advancing. And the right direction is always set by God, never by us. This is a word of the Lord for some of you in this place. You go, man, I'm kicking goals. I'm kicking goals. I'm achieving great things. We're moving forward. My businesses, my relationships are whatever it may be. And man, I am achieving great things. I am moving forward and advancing. And I would come with love and uh, respect and say, are you advancing in the direction that God has called you to advance in? Because advancing is always set by God, not by us. Psalm 37, 23 says the steps of a good man are ordered, directed by the Lord, not by us. And we've got to be careful as Christians in this day and age. We're talking about blessing, blessing, blessing. Come on, pray that God will bless what we do. That God doesn't bless what he doesn't author. And too many times we are saying, God, I'm doing this. Please come and bless it. And unless God has authored it, he's not bound to bless it. And here's the thing. If God has authored it, it's already blessed before you start. Mankind was created by God, initiated by God, authored by God, and God's, God blessed them and said, be fruitful. You're blessed before you even started. Come on. 
So make sure it's in the, the right direction. Number two, advance in the right way. I'm moving forward, but Larry and Krista, God is just honing this in, saying that right direction is really important. And be prepared for change of instructions before something is fulfilled. Please, I pray you've got that. I'm not saying you know what that is now, but if the Father wants to do it, He just wants people that are ready just to change directions. And people say, but hang on, we haven't finished it. Uh, okay, okay, Holy Spirit speaking. So, church, church, when Father, not if, when Father comes and speaks to Larry and Krista about something that you guys are doing in the process of doing, but it is not fulfilled and we're excited about it. And Father comes and whispers and says, you know what? I want to shift that and change that. I pray beforehand and ask you to not resist it, but to get on board with it. But God wouldn't do that. Remember Abraham. Remember Abraham. Advancing in the right direction. Number two is advancing in the right way. How we do what we do matters. Can I hear an amen from anyone with integrity in this place? Because I want to say, in the, even in the spirit realm, please hear me. Please hear me. I'd love to have a one-on-one -on -one with every one of you right now. Some of you are glad that I'm not. But uh, uh, how we do what we do matters. The ends do not justify the means when it comes to the kingdom of God. What we do matters. Can I hear an amen to that? And so this is two things that I feel God's saying in this advancing, because now is not the time for retreating, but for advancing. Advancing is in the right direction and God sets it, but it's also in the right way. We know what God has said, so we're going to do it in a way. And here's the two things. Did people experience the love of God as a result of your advancing? Did people experience, because I've been in too many places, too many meetings, too many events where they have advanced and people have been burnt along the way. People have been, bit, their heads have been bitten off, they've been reacted against, they've been yelled at. I want to say, did people experience the love of God as a result of your advancing? And number two, did you keep your integrity while you were advancing? Man, you've seen how we built our business. It has grown, man, it has exploded. We're in this amount of cities now. It is going great. But you hear about people along the way that have been burned, burned, burned. You hear about people say, you know what, they, they may be advanced and they may be growing, but I know for a fact that they're, that they're cheating on their taxes, that they're whatever it may be. Advancing is advancing in the right direction and advancing is advancing in the right way. Number three, advance in the right rhythm. And can I just encourage you, this is not something that God spoke the statement and thought, okay, okay, what can we say with this? This is not how it is. I, I, I've got those little Spyrex notepads, you know, the ones about that size. And I put them in my pocket and I go for a walk with Father just to be with Father. And knowing that many, many times he just starts to speak and I just work that out and I stop on the bike track and I just write down. And he said this statement and then he just said these four things, advance in the right direction, advance in the right way, advance in the right rhythm. I didn't know what it means. I leant into it afterwards. Again, I want to say I'm not just trying to give you a nice message. I believe that this is prophetic. But advance in the right rhythm. Well, what, what do you mean, Steve? Well, this is what I mean. 
A rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. A rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. A rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern. Do you see what I just did there? I gave you a rhythm. Um, some advancement comes from continuing, continuing to do the right thing no matter what. The right thing no matter what. We just keep on going. Come on, those are in the musicians and stuff, myself include. Sometimes things can happen in, in, in a song, or someone might miss something or muck them up. What do you do? Do you just all stop and stare? No, no, you just you just keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. And I need you to hear this now. Advance in the right rhythm. Some advancement just comes from continuing, no matter what. And I felt God say this, and this is a real word for someone in this room right now. In the absence of God saying, stop, keep going. In the absence of God saying, stop, keep going. Too many of us are looking for green lights rather than allowing God to give red lights. That is profoundly deep for someone here and empowering. We do it with prayer. We feel God has said something to do. We go, okay, God, I think this might be you. So um, can you make it clear? I love three prophetic words. Um, I'd like you to show me some scriptures. Can you please confirm it in my heart? Can I just say that that's how I've lived a lot of my life and you too probably. And so no shame, no condemnation. But let me give you and myself a reminder of the reality of that. It's starting from a place of doubt, not a place of faith. Is this what God is saying? From the very beginning, this was the enemy's tactic. Did God really say? Did he come? Is that really what he meant? Yet the Bible says in Psalm 37 uh, verse 4 that the you delight yourself in the Lord. I love on Him, God, I love you. Then He will place His desires in your heart. So my automatic thing is if I feel something and I'm delighting in God, then it is God. Not is this God, this is God. It shifts from question to statement, from doubt to faith. Does that make sense? You might say, I'm not sure if it's God. We need to shift that. I feel anything while I'm ministering. I feel anything when I'm walking. When I'm, I'm just if I'm not in a place of living in willful sin, and I just love on God, and and I feel something. We think it's our conscience. We just think it's our thought. Someone comes into our mind. No, I have an assumption. This is God. What do you want me to do with this? And you say, but what happens if I get it wrong? Philippians 3.15, you who are mature, if at any time you think differently than you should, the Holy Spirit will make it clear to you. He will give you a stop sign. And so on major decisions now, I've flipped it around from saying, God, I think this might be you. Can you make it clear? Do I have a thought because I love my Father that this is God. And God, I'm going to start to move forward. If it's not you, would you just please show me? Can you see how that totally flips it around. It moves it from fear to faith. It moves it from a green light to a red light. And God would say to you right now, if you feel prompted that God wants you to do something, don't wait for years past its expiry date because we're waiting on triple, quadruple confirmation. Say, God, I love you like a young child doesn't. Man, they don't think about something and think, okay, I wonder if mum and dad are okay with this. Oh, I wonder, man, I need to get some signs from them. They don't even think about that. What do they do? They just go to do it and a loving parent knowing the intent of their heart if it's not wrong if it's not good for them we just lovingly redirect them so how much more our heavenly father we are all come on 
If you're feeling it, do it. It's for you right now. Allow for a red light if God wants to. This is this rhythm. That you, here's your rhythm. Keep going with what you're feeling. Don't try and use this if you're not delighting yourself in the Lord and He's number one. Okay? Let's focus in on Him. In the absence of God saying stop, we need to keep on going, which is exactly what I'm doing right now. Like in the armed forces, our last command is our present command unless we get a new command. A soldier is standing in place who got stationed, you stand here and you wait here until we come back or until whatever. They don't move. Even if they think, hang on, it's been a bit long now, I think maybe my time's up, doesn't cross their mind. I've got my command, it doesn't shift until I get, unless I get another command. I want to release that over you when it comes to God. I want to say that every rhythm includes highs and lows. So we need to correctly diagnose the rhythms of the seasons of God. And you can read it in Ecclesiastes. For everything, there's a time, there's a season, there's rhythms, there's rhythms, there's rhythms. We need to understand the rhythms of God. The fourth thing, and I do want to bring this into land soon, is advance for the right reason. Advance for the, in the right direction, advance in the right way, advance in the right rhythm, but advance for the right reason. All of life is for the glory of God. Amen. We heard that from my brother here in the, in the offering, you know, even with fun, it's all God's. In him we live and move and breathe. We have our being in him, Acts 17, 28. And here's my question, because here's the prophetic word, which I pray you've heard. Now is not the time for retreating, but for advancing. Have you heard the word? Everyone say it with me. Now is not the time for retreating, but for advancing. Say it again. Now is not the time for retreating, but for advancing. Everyone in this room, you've just heard what God has said. Now we need to see it. What does that mean to me and us so that we don't leave in condemnation? Because some of us in the season, we feel like we need to step back in some area. And we go, but hang on then. Are you saying I actually have to keep on going? No. I'm about to give you a few statements because listen to it. Advance in the right direction is always set by God. And if God has said, this is the time for you to rest, to keep on going is not advancing, it's retreating into work, not advancing into rest. Can you see what I'm saying that we need to see what God has said? But we need to advance for the right reason. And my question is, is God being glorified by my advancing? Not is my bank account growing by my advancing. Is God being glorified by my advancing? You've got Paul, the great apostle, called to advance the kingdom of God, and he finds himself in prison. That doesn't look like advancing to me. There's all these people that we've got to reach. Oh, man, I feel the Spirit of God on me right now. I feel the Spirit of God on me right now. Some of us are in a place of confinement. Some of us are in a place where it's, this is, there's so much to do. God, why have I got this? Why have I got this limp? 
Why have I got this obstacle? Why have I got this closed door? And our focus has gone on the limp, the obstacle, the closed door. And God says, I need to shift your vision, your sights, because your physical location is not as important as the posture of your heart and the pursuit of your life. Because this is what Paul said from a place of confinement in prison when he was trying to advance. He said in Philippians 1, 12 to 14, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me, what's he talking about? I'm in prison. I'm not free. I'm not advancing the gospel. Come on, by human standards. I need you to know, I need you to know, Casey City Church, I need you to know that what has happened to me, says Paul, has actually served to advance the gospel. I might not feel like I'm advancing, but the gospel is advancing. Is it about you advancing or the gospel advancing? Is it about us moving forward, about the kingdom of God moving forward? And as a result of me being in prison, and the gospel advancing, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. I'm here for Christ. I'm here because I'm committed to Christ, not the easy road, God's road. And that means I'm in prison, then I'm in prison. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and they dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. That's advancing. That's advancing. Don't let your physical or your natural reality to be an indicator of whether you're advancing or not. As I finish, as I finish, I want to say this, and I just, maybe I'm going to have someone just on the keys quietly, but I want everyone just leaning and listening. You've heard what God has said. Now is not the time for retreating. Don't look at them. Look this way. Now is not the time for retreating, but for advancing. In these last couple moments, I'm asking Father to open your eyes to see what that means to you, and what that means to this church. Everyone else, just maybe just close your eyes so we can see with our spiritual eyes right now. Let me read. God, right now we need you to show us what you have said. And I'm going to read some statements that I feel Father gave me. Advancing might be about not retreating into your work. See, advance is not about, I've got to just move the job forward. But if God says, you know what, that's been getting too much of your time, too much of your focus, I, I, I actually need you to move forward in me and some relationships or whatever it may be. You might build your business, but actually be retreating from what God is saying. Don't try and make this fit, because that might be, for most people, not what God is saying. This is a time for Father to show you Advancing might be about not retreating into the familiar. For some of you in this place, God, you know, is stirring some big things, some bold things. And God says, are you going to retreat into the familiar or are you going to advance? See, my dad has always said, everyone wants to walk on water, but not many people want to get out of the boat. 
I want to advance in the things of God. Advancing might be about not retreating from your relationships when they're difficult. Advancing for someone here is about not retreating from your relationships when they're difficult. Advancing might be about not retreating from your responsibilities. Advancing might be about not retreating into a works-based mentality. That is for many of us in this room. Advancing is, I'm not good enough and I'll never be good enough. But that's okay because God is good enough and God lives in me. It's moving from law to grace, not to license, to grace. And God says it's time for advancing, moving forward in the grace, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Advancing might be about not retreating into criticizing others who do different things differently than you think they should be done. Some of us retreat to a critical place and God says, I need you to advance to a place where love believes the best. Come on. That's for someone in this room right now. Advancing might be about not retreating into old ways of thinking. Man, this is something that I'm working on. And I've been trapped. I've had a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. That might surprise you, but I'm just going to be transparent because we're all on a journey. Amen? But one of the, my moving forward is I, I need to not retreat into those old ways of thinking because they're so entrenched. But God, I want to move forward. I want to be transformed by the renewing of my mind and advancing might be about not retreating into avoiding rest hey that's a good word for someone in this room but there's so much to do so much to do the thing you're called to do is what God says to do and if God says rest it's time for a Sabbath or a sabbatical then for you to move forward in your achievements is actually retreating huh from God's ordered Sabbath. Finally, as we pray, advancing might be about not retreating into the urge to self-interpret what God is saying. I really believe that presumption is an enemy to fulfilling our purpose and calling. And so my prayer as we close is, Father, please give us ears to hear But would you also anoint our eyes to see what we've heard? See what advancing looks like for us. And Father, what steps do you want me to take today to advance in a way that pleases you? Let me say that last one again. Every eye closed. Father, what steps, what steps do you want me to take today? to advance in a way that pleases you. Father, in this place, we thank you that you've spoken. But Lord, we're asking you to unveil our eyes to see. May the eyes of our heart be enlightened. Thirty seconds right now, just sit. 
close your eyes and allow Father just to show you what advancing looks like for you right now. Because I actually just, as every eye is closed, I actually think God's going to lift some weight off your shoulders because you've thought, but I just need to, I just need to. Come on, people expect this of me. I need to. There's so much to do. And you're thinking that I need to, but if it's different than what God wants you, it's not advancing. And God wants to lift the burden. So right now, Father, show every person what does advancing look like to them in a way that pleases you. you to take some time over the next few days to sit with Father for a little bit longer and say, God, would you show me? Maybe you need to bring some things to Him that you know that you've heard. And maybe you haven't seen it. You haven't seen the fulfillment, but what comes before seeing the fulfillment is seeing what He has said, how He wants you to see. Do you know that sometimes the words that we have heard have actually been fulfilled according to Father's design, but we're waiting for them to be fulfilled in a way that we actually think they should happen. Can you see the importance of seeing? Father, show me. How many people have heard a, read a verse in the Bible or known a verse in the Bible for 10, 20 years? You've heard 100 sermons on it. You can quote it inside out, and one day you're reading it and you go... I've never seen that before. Has, that, has anyone ever had that? What are your words? You didn't say, I've never heard that before. You've heard it a million times. I've never seen it. Does it make sense? Does what I said make sense today? What does it look like? And as, are you coming back up now, Larry? As Larry comes back up, this is just what I want to say. While we're waiting, God said there's some conversations with yourself that Father says, I want you to stop having. Let me ask you a question. And I'm asking this about myself. I'm I'm, I'm being this honest with myself. Father, how do you see this conversation right now? Because sometimes, too often, I'm entering into a conversation with myself that Father goes, I'm not even interested in that conversation. Paid for, atoned for, forgiven, innocent, blameless, accepted. Sometimes advancing is refusing to have conversations that Father doesn't want to be a part of. So Father, just again, help us seal that we pray. God bless this incredible church. May all that is on your agenda be seen in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. A pleasure again to be back with you. God bless you. Thanks for listening. For more content, head to our website, davidmccracken.org.